Ah, focusing your attention on your breathing. What a concept to place the mind's eye on the breath. And you can do that right. You could kind of place your mind's eye right at the rim of your nostrils. And that, that's a place where you can pretty kinesthetically feel the breath entering in. And if you push it out through the nose, you can feel it go out. And if you're able to keep your attention on your breath, even just a little bit, you'll notice that the mind starts to quiet. And as we close our eyes, we're taking a moment to begin the inward facing journey where we're focusing within. And the amazing thing about prayer, it is an inward facing journey, but it's, it's also outward. There's interior prayer, there's exterior prayer. We'll talk about that perhaps more at some point. But right now we just want to be still. Be still. And sometimes we can't still our minds. We can't, oh, I can't get my attention on the rim of my nostrils and watch the air go in and out. And if that's the case, just sit still. See if you can just sit still for a little bit. I know that can sound a little punitive. Sit still, but I, I mean like, ah, oh, sit still. You can you can be still. Nothing you have to have to have to do. And all this is just readying ourselves to enter into prayer. With our minds just even a teeny tiny bit more receptive, we allow ourselves to consider no matter how lonely we may feel, what if we're never really alone? What if there really is a love that is ahead of us, a love that is behind us, a love that's beside us, in front of us, underneath us, and what if this love moves all the way through us? So think of a, a movie screen. I love this analogy. And consciousness, the Christ light, the Buddhic mind, is like the screen. And everything we watch upon the screen is the contents of our consciousness. Many of us have very crowded, dramatic movies playing. But no matter what I have going on in my mind that I would call my life, my problems, my, <clears throat> you know, my trials, my tribulations... None of that affects the screen. The screen is, the screen is, no matter what is being projected onto the screen, the screen simply is. 
know, we may say, so what, what, whatever, you know, the screen's an inanimate object, but just consider that that screen, that consciousness, that buddhic mind, that Atman presence, that Christ light is love, is love. It's a non-judgmental, patient, compassionate power, an attention. So in prayer, we sink our minds into our hearts as Rupert Spira says, we, we sink the mind into the heart. We rest in this loving that is always with us, for us, ahead of us. Another way to speak about this, it's if you've ever had a good time with a friend, you know, and you just felt good in your friend's presence, Living prayerfully in communion with God is to live in a, a tremendous, deep, and consistent experience of friendliness. So I claim and declare as we begin today, we are opening our minds. We are opening our hearts to this kind of rest, this kind of willingness to feel, to sense that we are each really, truly loved, really, truly accepted, just as we are. And not a hair on your head, not a hair on my head needs to change for this love to be. I bless each and every one of us. I bless this prayer on the air episode, that which is to be said is said, what is to be heard is heard, what is to be released is released, and that which is to be embraced is embraced. Amen. 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 So welcome, 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 welcome to prayer on the air, prayer <clears throat> in the field. So. I had a request um, uh, from last week to talk more about the perception of wholeness that heals, the perception of wholeness that heals. And that analogy that I spoke of in that opening prayer, and it's interesting how our opening prayers come out very much often like a download, like a teaching. And I really love this analogy. I first heard it from... Uh, Rupert Spira, this idea of the movie screen, you know, our movies, the contents, you know, we're all involved, who's got time, who would even want to be present to the screen, right? That's like, nothing's happening there. And yet, it's in that nothingness that pure potentiality is, it's in that nothingness that love is. So all of us who are going deeper into living prayerfully in that state of communion. It's living in a state of never, ever, well, I say never, ever forgetting. I forget a lot. But it's the, the intention is to live in a constant awareness of 
that pure potentiality. It's very difficult to speak of. Every word, all the words I use are really just like fingers pointing to the moon. If you looked at my finger, what are you talking about, Angela? What are you talking about? But if you can see where it's pointing, if you can see where I'm pointing, that's, that's where the good stuff is. And what I'm pointing to here in this analogy around the movie and the screen is as we remain aware of God, of love, of the unified field of awareness, what thins out more and more is our egoic perspective where we divide our lives into the good and the bad, the should and the shouldn't, the right and the wrong, we, we, that starts to thin out. So I, I've said before, good or bad, I don't know, right? Like just getting that open is important. So when we think of a statement like it is the perception of wholeness that heals, even that statement is really not broad enough for the truth. Because as you move deeper into your own God nature, you really move beyond even perception. <clears throat> but for practical purposes, that's an amazing place to begin. So when you open to wholeness is alive and well, wholeness is alive and well in every situation, you begin to question it's good, it's bad, it's right, it's wrong. You begin to question that. And once you begin to question that, I know I'm pausing right now, but once you begin to question that, you're taking your attention off of the movie projection, the content of your life. You're taking your attention, your attention is, is moving actually toward the potentiality. It's moving toward the screen. It's moving toward the love that is. And from there you can wonder what happens when I let go of my concretized perceptions of right and wrong, should and shouldn't good and bad. And that's what begins to open you to the wholeness that is and the potential that's alive in any and every apparent situation. Like it's, 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 the, the movie screen and the movie analogy breaks down a little bit because, you know, a movie screen seems so neutral, doesn't it? Like it doesn't care if you're playing a horror film. It doesn't care if you're, a, you know, playing a romantic comedy. It doesn't care if it's an action adventure film, right? That screen is going to play for you whatever movie you're projecting. And that is the unconditional love of God. It lets you play out whatever you need to. But, the and so that is the neutrality. That's the impersonal nature of the law of this universe. But the love of God is not impersonal. The love of God is profoundly personal. 
it loves you. And I mean, I, you know, oh, you know, when we love someone, you know, how much we love maybe their voice or the way they do something. It's like, it's very personal. Every hair on your head is loved. And that love has a volition in it that your well-being is, it matters. So I know it feels like this loops around. Okay, well, if my well-being matters, well, we for sure want the good stuff to happen for me, not the bad stuff, right? So this is where it gets very, very difficult to, to speak about. This love is so personal. And it wants your deepest peace realize your deepest happiness, your most consistent joy birthed. And it actually knows that it's not dependent upon what's on the screen. This joy, this happiness, this peace doesn't need the movie to go one way or another way. So what are we doing when we pray? Don't we all want it to work out for everyone we're praying for in some way that we understand? Don't we want that? Right? Like I have my ideas of what a good outcome is. So so what are we doing when we pray if we're not like going for like, let's get this movie going in the right direction? Oh, it's, it's so hard for me to put into words because this is where to me, like the rubber meets the road, the impersonal meets the personal. You know, the best way I know how to say it is you are in a way surrendering everything when we're praying. We're surrendering. We're releasing for the person we're praying for the entire basis of the movie in a way, the entire basis of good, bad, right, and wrong. And we're delivering it to what I like to call the prayer field. It's like, and in the prayer field is like the director of all directors, the cinematographer of all cinematographers, the set decoration of all set decorators. And we're trusting the movie that the person has perceived with something much deeper. I sometimes call it the deep eye. Because on this deepest level, you and I are, we are made out of everything the screen is made out of. That's our true nature. That deep eye, the deep I am that I am, that deep eye, is only, it, 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 it is all-inclusive, and it cannot divide itself. God cannot divide itself into good and bad and right and wrong. It cannot divide itself into things working out and not working out. It is only love. It is only joy. It is only peace, and that's all it can know. So often a person who's a prayer, uh, a spiritual practitioner like me in our training, you know, we, we were often guided to kind of hold in our consciousness this or better, 
this or better, this or better, when we're holding space for miracles for people, for miracles. I might have my idea, but I always hold my idea very softly because it's this or better. It's whatever the infinite I am that I am in a unified space creates. And this is heaven on earth. This is heaven on earth. And there's really nothing in no circumstance that is not beautiful. That's the amazing thing. The beauty is everywhere, all of the time. And so we do become less and less afraid of certain outcomes because we know even in this, heaven can happen. Even in this, heaven can occur. So those are, this is, you know, what's coming forward for us today. I know, like, is very, very deep. But this is what we're talking about today is true prayer. You know, we're talking about real, mystical, effective prayer. What we're talking about today is what Gandhi is pointing to when he said, prayer from the heart can achieve what nothing else in the world can. When Gandhi says, prayer is not an old woman's idle amusement, Properly understood and applied, it is the most potent instrument of action. And it's always uh, this mystical true prayer goes beyond ego. We're not praying, you know, from or to a dualistic frame. We're dropping deep as deep as we can into the possibility that every single thing, all things work together for good. That there's no waste, there's nothing extraneous in love, in God. God uses everything for a deeper and greater joy and good because it loves itself as you. It loves itself as me. And we're awakening to well-being that transcends any possibility of fear actually disrupting the well-being. And so a great piece of spiritual um, counsel is whatever arises, love that. Just bring love to whatever is. So often we start thinking, don't we? We forget to love. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to think about this a little bit more and a little bit more. But if we can just love instead, love instead, love instead. So I just welcome you so deeply to Prayer on the Air. This is the our podcast. It is listened to in 52 different countries. We have people praying all times of the day and night as uh, we are all uh, part of an amazing uh, prayer community. Among us are uh, Christians, uh Jewish, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindu, uh, a lot of us refer to us ourselves as spiritual but not religious. Uh, we have atheists among us. So we're really honoring prayer as a instinct. And it's an instinct to reach beyond our suffering. And that's what we're about. We're about reducing and alleviating suffering through prayer to really enjoy heaven on earth. And as we do that, we're giving up 
believe it or not, we're giving up the habit of anticipating, you know, and we're giving up that habit of, you know, looking back, regret. We're giving up past and future to be with the presence in the present. And that's always an aspect of our prayerfulness. So the way this podcast works is you just write in whatever's going on. I always say nothing too trivial to pray about. (laughs) You know, it can be a bad haircut, anything, and nothing too grave, nothing too like, oh, this is too intense, nothing too what we would think of as serious or heavy, nothing too small, nothing too big, because every prayer request invites each of us into you know, into a whole new possibility of our living. So we will begin with uh, Zara. If you'd like to unmute, let us know what's going on, darling. Good morning, Angela. Hi. Hi. Thank you. It's just I cannot describe how amazing it is to be uh, participating in this and to have your opening prayer and your teaching and it's already settled me so much. Beautiful. Thank you. So my request is there is um and again I know better, right? But yet Don't we all <laughs> yeah. I'm in this experience of feeling uneasy, maybe an anxiousness, maybe uns- unsettled, maybe overwhelmed and it has to do with a little bit of everything. So life in general, whether it's finances, I've got bills to pay and my computer's out and I don't know how I'm going to afford a new one and I need a new one. And um, there's a lot of, um, I guess, deliverables coming up at work. And then I have a trip coming up where my kids will be on their own trying to manage. And there's, so there's, these are just little examples of, to give you some context and and then there's also the reflection on myself, you know, am I doing enough? Am I, am, you know, for example, really, I should be cooking more at home. I really should be making more homemade meals. And, and I try to put all this out of my mind and I'm desperately wanting just to find that place that you have so beautifully set the intention of just to, that peace, that inside, that always abiding place. And I guess I'm just needing some assistance to get there despite everything that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I I just love hearing uh, your requests are because I think it's how so many of us feel. It's it's not just one thing. It's, it's, I feel uneasy, unsettled, overwhelmed. There's finances, bills to pay. My computer went out. I have deliverables from work. You know, how am I going to afford to do the computer and then the reflections on myself am I doing enough and oh I you know I should be cooking at home more and you know you know then we start to many of us start to kind of ruminate oh I should I shouldn't I could I'm not and so that's often how we experience our sense of separation from God it's not just one thing it's just it feels like a soup of uh, stress in a way and so what I, what I want to ground us in today on your behalf, Zara, and we're already uplifting Zara. We're already, even as we listen 
with love to her request. We're, we're inviting Zara, her beautiful life, into our heart. And we're inviting her into our love. You know, sometimes our love for ourselves just doesn't seem to be enough. But if other people through prayer are loving us, it, it buoys us. It gives us some access to our own inner light. So already that's what we're, we're, we're opening to in consciousness for Zara. So Zara, what I want to ground you in right now, I want to quote The Course in Miracles. And I, I've quoted this so many times. And every time I do, I am changed. It's like yoga, you know, you can do a forward bend, but if you keep doing it day after day, you know, maybe you get a little more space. Maybe another day it's a little stiffer, but there's always more space. And I find when I quote this quote, there's always more within me to go here. Here's the quote. The problem is not that you ask God for too much. The problem is you include God in too little. I want you to hear that word include. So if I was going to speak this again, Zara, like really personally for you, I would say, sweet, 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 beloved Zara, the problem is not, darling, that you ask God for too much, sweetheart. The problem is that you, beloved, beloved, beloved Zara, include God in too little. So before I go on, how does that feel, Zara? That feels um, just perfect. feels right, and it feels like the, the right remedy. Yeah, yeah. For me, it often is, too, because to whatever degree I live in ignorance of God, you know, of that which is with me, moving through me and as me, all-powerful, all-loving all the time, to the degree that I or you or any of us, those of you listening, live in ignorance. Remember, ignorance, ignore. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm ignoring God. It just feels like I'm all alone. I'm isolated. I got to figure this out on my own, right? It doesn't feel like I'm going, oh, well, there's, you know, a higher power that could help me. I'm going to, you know, snub it. No, it doesn't feel like that, does it? It feels like I'm just on my own. So, what we want to see through for you, Zara, is that feeling of isolation is mind-made. It's made out of fear. I'm susceptible to this fear at times as well. Maybe I won't be by this afternoon. Maybe you won't be after this prayer or in this prayer. I mean, I'm not holding any of us to this. But that susceptibility to fear, remember, Zara, false evidence appearing real. And what in the unsettled, uneasy, overwhelmed feeling, what, what, what we become convinced of, what we're projecting on the screen is that our problems are too much. They're too much for me. They're too much for me and I'm all there is. So what we want to do is we want to place your, is your issue with your computer, with paying the bills, your finances, you're going away on this trip, leaving your sons, that it's all already a miracle. That, that, that even what appears to be the problem is an opportunity for you to experience miracles. 
And so rather than anticipate what feels like a problem bigger than me, that feeling of anticipation shifts to expectancy, to an expectancy of good, of I'm taken care of. I don't know how, but I'm going to include God. God's got my computer. God's got the bills. God's got the children or the, the, you know, your young adult children while you're away. God's got it. So, so, so talk to me now, Zara, how that, that feels for you, darling. It feels, um, I just feel more at peace and almost like I, I get to sit back a bit, you know, yes. rather than forward in all tense and wanting to know what's my next move. It's like, I just get to just sit back. Yes. And breathe. I, I love that Zara. And that is exactly it. I often say prayer is always letting me off the hook and putting God on the hook, right? I'm getting off the hook and God is on the hook. Now I'm still responding to the presence, but I'm not in fear. I'm letting it do me. I've included God. So it's like your hands are off the steering wheel and you're letting, you're letting God do you. You're letting it do you. So now we're going to pray and uh, see what happens. Okay. Thank you. What a joy it is to know that God is, God is, God is. That means peace is, love is, joy is, prosperity is. That means abundance is, kindness is, compassion is, forgiveness is. All these qualities I've just spoken are qualities of God. And they exist, they are. And I may not be paying attention to any single one of these qualities of God, but that doesn't change them from pulsing, from radiating, from consistently being. This is the being of God. And this being of God is the being of me. It is the being of you. It is the being of Zara. But I don't take myself to be that. That's my mind. There's mind made Angie. There's mind made Zara. That's where fear would just seem real to me. False evidence appearing real. And so that's what I'm laying at the altar of the Holy Spirit on Zara's behalf. That mind made Zara, whose problems are big and she is little, who would ruminate about what she coulda, shoulda, woulda, what a da 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 do. We're leaving that mind made Zara. We're dissolving it. We're, we're letting it go. And we're simply in prayer, through prayer, placing our attention on the eye of Zara that is the deep eye, the I am that I am. It has no beginning, it has no ending, it is eternal, and it is prosperous, and it is joyous, 
and it is peaceful and it is deeply deeply well it cannot be unwell and this is the nature of Zara in truth and so as we pray for Zara we're knowing her oneness and union with her own true nature which is for me the same thing as saying her oneness and union with God and so we deliver everything that concerns Zara to the prayer field God is perfecting already all that concerns her Zara is off the hook and the deep eye is already doing what needs to be done and so this vibrational frequency of well-being of peace this is the order of the day I let it be in great great gratitude I let go I let God and so it is Amen 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 you know the extraordinary thing too when we pray thank you Zara is we are never really helpless because we can extend this awareness of God anyone anywhere on behalf of anyone it's it's living in the loving living in the loving living in the loving so I will speak a few written requests that are flowing in here. Um, Elizabeth, I am going to have an eye surgery on Wednesday and would appreciate prayer that all goes well. Of course, absolutely. So when we have a surgery, we often feel especially aware of the unknown. Uh, you know, we're placing ourselves in the care of a beloved surgeon and we might feel a little bit more vulnerable. And I just want to say the truth is, from a perspective of God we're never ever more vulnerable in one moment than another we just think we are like we're always always held in a divine embrace and so we're especially knowing that for Elizabeth we're speaking this word on behalf of Elizabeth right now of gratitude we say thank you, thank you, thank you, universe, for configuring yourself, itself, into such a way that this wonderful surgery is available as possible. And we're just loving and loving and loving and loving and loving everything about this surgery. The innovation, the discovery that made it possible. We're giving thanks for everyone who's come before that had any contribution to the sur surgery. We're blessing and blessing and blessing Elizabeth's surgeon. We're claiming for Elizabeth here and now an expectancy of good. We're claiming for, Eliz for Elizabeth in this now patience, calm, trust. We're blessing the surgeon 
everyone involved in the surgery, recalling forth a vibrational frequency of, it's, it's almost like music. It's like a heavenly sphere kind of vibrational sound that the surgeon, that Elizabeth eyes, that everything in the room is aligned in harmony with well-being well-being at the deepest, deepest level. And this surgery is blessed. It's blessed beyond all comprehension. I name it good and very good. And I say thank you in advance. It is done. So be it. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So what an honor and a joy we get to hold this in prayer for Elizabeth and anyone else who's having a surgery or has a friend who's having a surgery we just let that love expand into you know other surgeries too Susan writes in I recently had uh, uh, I recently had surgery to find clean non cancerous margins in a place on my face. The surgery took one iteration to find those non-cancerous margins. So I want to express my thanks and gratitude for the tremendous love that is universal. Beautiful. It, the surgery is called MOH, Mohs surgery. Okay, beautiful. Ah, so how wonderful that we're getting to join Susan in celebration, in gratitude for the tremendous love that is universal. My thanks and gratitude for the tremendous love that is universal. This wonderful, wonderful, wonderful expression of the tremendous love that is universal right where Susan is and just giving thanks for this surgery. I say thank you and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So Sherry writes to us, I feel suffering because I am uncertain in my path in this chapter of my life. I've been working with my best friend on our purpose, and we have been thinking about a business to help others. My friend has made a business to start training in a year-long EFT program. I feel it is a great modality, but for some reason I am uncertain if I want to join her. What's holding me back? If I don't, I feel I will be left behind. Our idea of a business will not happen. Our idea of a business will not happen with my best friend. I've been praying for wisdom and I am searching for what is holding me back. She is certain in what she wants to do, but I do not feel the same. I'm praying for clarity and I am stuck. Ah, oh, Sherry. Hmm. So one of the things I hear immediately, Sherry, is there's like backwards and forwards, right? There's 
you know, get ahead and go ahead with my best friend where we possibly can do this business together. Or if I don't do it, I'll be held back. But then if I go forward, that doesn't feel right because I'm getting some kind of no inside, right? So it's, it's what we often feel is our like catch 22, right? Um, if I go ahead, I go ahead with this trepidation, this hesitancy, it doesn't feel right, I'm not true to myself. I don't go and I'm left behind. So the first thing I want to say is you live, I live, Cherie, in infinite possibility. And this universe is omnidirectional and there's not forward and back. I feel several beautiful things at play for you. One is, you know, I, I love this thing I heard recently. If we cannot say no, to someone or something in the world, we cannot say yes to ourselves. You know, some of us have a difficulty saying no. And when we can't say no out there, we can't say no, we can't say yes to ourselves. So I feel like what's being nurtured here for you, Cherie, is a yes to yourself. And there very well may be a business possibility for you with your friend where she becomes an EFT practitioner and you don't. And you do something else. Like there is an infinite realm of possibility here. Maybe you've already been in business with your friend and your business has been collaborating about your life purpose and her getting that yes to the EFT year-long training and you're getting the no. Maybe that is your business working perfectly. And the thing I want to leave you with, Cherie, before we pray is, what is the yes to me? What is the yes? What's seeking to say yes to you? So I, I we'll see what comes forward in the prayer, but I get it. There's a lot about being very open-minded by how many different, different, different ways something can work. Um, I have a lot of empathy, I think all of us do, uh, for, you know, fear of missing out, right? You know, oh, you know, what am I going to miss out on if I don't do this? And so, you know, the other question is, what will I miss out on if I do it, <laughs> you know? So we want to be open to your path, your beautiful path, your life, according to a vibrational frequency of God as you. So let us pray. Let's see what happens. So the first thing as we pray, we just acknowledge God is, God is, God is, God is, God is, God is at the very center of Sherry, at the very circumference of her. God is above her, beneath her, beside her, in front of her, moving all through her. And this God that is, is pure wisdom, pure, pure courage, pure strength, pure lightness of being, everything Sherry could ever ever want sherry is within her moving through her moving as her i'm knowing relaxation for sherry 
as she can relax in the process, relax in the movement of God as her. I bless her in the honoring of her no. I bless Sherry in connecting to the deeper yes, that deep yes. I bless Sherry in opening to infinite possibility. There's so many different ways a business can work. A business is working right now in the broader sense of the word. I'm knowing for Sherry divine guidance is at hand. I'm knowing for Sherry stillness, inner listening, inner obedience to that still, small voice. I'm knowing for Sherry a quieting of the static on the line. You know, it can be feel so chaotic listening to the back and the forth and da-da-da-da. Just a quieting. Peace be still and know I am is God, that deep I am. I accept that Sherry is being loved up, guided, directed, even now. And I accept that all is well. I say thank you, dear God, for this. And so it is. Amen. 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 Hello, Hans. Hans writes in to us. There is a quote from A Course in the Miracles I heard from you, though I'm not sure if I recall it exactly. It goes like, may peace be my only prayer today. I would love if you could pray that. Well, the original, of course, <laughs> for all of us. Thank you and bless you. So that that quote you've heard me uh, share, and it's interesting. You said, it's interesting. You, you, you are remembering it as, may peace be my only prayer today. The actual quote that you're, you're interested in Hans is may peace be my only goal today. You know, we're not really taught as children to have the goal of peace. Our goal should be to win. You know, our goal should be to rank higher than the other people that we're supposed to love. But, you know, self-esteem tells us we've got to have a good judgment of ourselves. So we're ranking. So it's an extraordinary, like to me, it's a revolutionary thought. Let peace be a goal. And my only goal today, not peace and I make money, peace and I do the laundry, peace and I make my house look a certain way that reflects a winner. Could I let peace be my only goal today? My only goal today. This is just a, such as an ultimate challenge. And can we trust the deep I? What happens if peace is our only goal? And we're living in a kind of letting it do us, letting God do us. I, I, I heard a quote. I've never heard this quote before. I'm reading it in a book. And it's, 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 it's got some Buddhist origin. And this is the quote. Thinking 
is a disease of the human mind. Isn't that something? Thinking is a disease of the human mind. Now, I, I invite you to get a felt sense of that. We're not talking about any and every thought, you know, but we're talking about thinking. You know, I, I keep trying to think my way from fear into love. I keep trying to think my way from self-loathing into self-love. I keep trying to think my way from lack into plenty. And where am I? You know, I'm on this sort of hamster wheel of the problem is never solved at the level of the problem. I think Albert Einstein told us that, right? You know, and, and what happens when we get out of that fixation with all that thought? So when we enter Hans into a lovership, with a morsel of wisdom and an amazing invitation like I let peace be my only goal today it's radical from an ego perspective I did this yesterday by the way because I can be very uh, agenda oriented very driven by get this done, get this done, get this done. I don't do things very well, honestly. I feel like I'm, I'm actually a person that just loves to sit and drink tea and talk. But, you know, in my mind, I should, I should, I should, you know. And it was Sunday, obviously, yesterday. And I just decided to, I don't know, I just dropped deeper into this, Hans. I let peace my, be my only goal today. And I really, it's like I was staying in my pajamas all day. It's good. I love to watch films. If I watch films, it'll be wonderful. If I, you know, I'll just see. But I did have some things I really wanted to get done. I thought, what will happen if I let go and just let peace be my own goal? It was the most interesting day. I accomplished, or it as me accomplished, all these things that I was dreading. Like just the idea of what I needed to do was just like, ugh. I want to go take a nap. I had resistance, but I just let go. I let all the agenda go and just, it seems to know how to be itself as me. Like ego would tell me, I need to manage this mind, body, spirit system and I need to control her. You don't know how much chocolate she will eat if I don't get a handle on this, you know. I've got to narrate it. It's going well. It's going bad. It's, it's okay. You know, I've got to narrate. I've got to manage. I've got to control. I, 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 the I virus, right? I, I, I everything. I'm hungry. I'm sorry. I'm, I should, I shouldn't. And when we let peace be our only goal today, that I, 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 someone needs to manage this. Someone needs to control this. Someone needs to narrate this. We realize we maybe do we don't need that manager, that narrator, that controller. That the intelligence of you and I, or you and me, I should say, is operating like other things are operating. Like I'm breathing, you're breathing, it's operating. 
So when we let peace be our only goal today, I think we're shifting from sort of some manual operating system to something where we we are much more receptive. And it is the doer. We are but the allower. Let there be light. Let there be the light of my deeper intelligence. Let there be the light of your deeper intelligence. Let there be the light of the deeper loving. Let there be the light of the deeper loving in you and me. Let allow. Let allow. Now what, what gets in the way of this? It sounds so good, doesn't it? What gets in the way is somewhere along the line, guess what I learned and believed? So I have to earn love. You know, if I'm not the doer, how am I ever going to feel good about myself? And do I need to feel good about myself? I got the dishes done. I can feel good. But when we release, I've got to learn love, or love has to be earned. We're just in the loving. We can't add. We're so loved. We couldn't even add more love. It's We're infinitely loved. So to let peace be our only goal today, Hans, it's about a letting go of earning love, earning love. I am loved. Love is love. So let us, let us pray. Oh, what a joy, 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 what a joy. To let peace be my only goal today, to join Hans in letting peace be his only goal today. I am seeing the deep loving intelligence of God that is Hans. This deep loving intelligence is already letting peace be. I'm knowing for Hans any sense of separation that he would experience that appears to him as real but is false, that any aspect of him that lives in ignorance of God, we just give that part of him a job, and it's letting. Just let peace be your only goal today. I bless Hans in this revolutionary practice. I bless him in this revelation in this practice of this radical idea. Let peace be his only goal today. I'm knowing something magnificent is happening. I let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Please pray for homeless Trisha and her daughter and two grandchildren, all living in her car. Pray for homeless Trisha, her daughter, and her two grandchildren, all living in her car. So, I, I and this is from Chris. Thank you, Chris. So, um, I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was with Frances McDormand. Uh, she plays a person in who is and and she uses the term the first time i heard it was in this movie unhoused somebody calls her homeless she's playing a character she goes i'm not homeless i'm unhoused it is amazing isn't it how phrases and words shift your consciousness 
And I remember like, yes. So, so I'd like us to shift from homeless to unhoused. And I would like us to be available as we begin this prayer journey for Trish and her uh, daughter and two grandchildren that though unhoused, they are home full, full of home. And just think you've got a grandmother, a mother, and two grandchildren. So they're all together. They're all together. So we're always looking inside prayer requests for where's the yummy, yummy possibilities there. And I'm sensing something in their togetherness. Now you might sense something else, but that togetherness, oh, they're together. A grandmother, a mother, and two grandchildren. And so as we're thinking of them as home full all together, the next thing we want to be alive to and awake to is possibility. That where do they live? Oh, in their car. In their car. You know, is that three in the back seat, two in the front seat? Now we want to see them living in infinite possibility, in infinite possibility, in the infinite intelligence, in the infinite love of all things are possible. So see how we're moving from a perception of fragmentation to a, to a perception of wholeness? We're seeing possibility. We're seeing togetherness. You know, we want to speak a word of gratitude for the car itself. It is, in a sense, housing them right now. And we also want to have a deep respect for this experience. I've worked with a number of people who've had time in their life where they lived in their car. And I've been privileged to hear about amazing things that occurred for them during that time. And if you've never lived in your car, you may have no experience of what that's like. And so we don't want to just assume it's not as good as living in a house, right? We want to have respect for this experience. I'm not trying to have rose-colored glasses, but it's amazing what can happen anywhere and everywhere, honestly. And it's amazing the despair a person can feel in the nicest home with seven bathrooms and 14 bedrooms, honestly. So... The deep dive we're doing in this prayer is we are trusting the all-providing nature of the universe on behalf of itself for Trish, her daughter, and her two granddaughters, or grandchildren. How deeply grateful I am to accept that where Trisha is, God is. Where Trisha is, infinite possibility is. Where Trisha is, prosperity is. Where Trisha is, love is. Where Trisha is, plentitude is. All that is where Trisha is, is where her daughter is, where her grandchildren are. 
I am knowing there is a feast of infinite possibility and love is having its way with them now. We give thanks for the togetherness. We give thanks for the car. We give thanks for things already moving in a direction of greater and greater expression of supply. I accept the all-providing nature of God alive and well right where Trisha is, her daughter and her grandchildren. And so I see no lack. I see a movement of love. Good and very good. I let it be and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. We include Chris who brought this prayer forward, just including Chris, knowing Chris is loved up in this request of prayer. Ah, so with deep, great thanksgiving, this has been our hour of prayer power. May you, may I, may we, may we really live truly letting ourselves be loved up, letting peace be our only goal today. Might we be more interested in it doing us than us out of our fear-based thinking trying to do ourselves? Or, of course, what most of us do well is live somebody else's life. <laughs> You know, in our minds, we're going to let all that go and let God be God in through and as everyone. And just hold that high watch. This is what I'm affirming in deep and powerful gratitude. I let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Peace and many, many, many blessings. You're welcome to unmute if you just want to sign out in some way. Amen. Blessings. Have a good week. Thank you. Bless you. Hans, thank you. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. Blessings. Blessings to everyone. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Blessings. See you next week. Perfect. Have a good week. You too.